First they ignore you. Then they make fun of you. Then they fight you. And then you hit publish. Or you do a pull request. Welcome to the desk of Lady Ada. Uh, thank you, floating goth head of Phil. Uh, it's late night. We're just wrapping up a little thing on a weekend night. We have to stay up. But I thought I would give an update. More circuit playground hacking. So let's see. It was two nights ago that we did the um, speaker test. And we showed that um, we also had the capacitive touch stuff working without needing external resistors. So that's all good. And one of the reasons that I wanted to get rid of my ex the extra resistor packs and use the native capacitive touch sensing on the SAMD chip is so I could have some extra space. And I wanted that extra space so I could add IR remote control and receiving. So this is um, the extra circuitry that I added. This is a IR uh, remote receiver and it's a two-in-one. You actually have a separate um, pin IR diode and this is read by this chip, the VSOP 838. There's actually a huge series. There's like a 538, 338, 532, whatever. There's a bunch of different kinds. This is a 38 kilohertz uh, amplifier demodulator. It takes the IR signal, um, boosts it, and then filters it, and then uh, pulls out the 38 kilohertz um, subcarrier, and then gives you raw data output. And that's going to a pin called remote in. And then also, um, there is an IR transmitter. So this is a high power LED. These can be uh, uh, driven up to an amp at a time for short peaks. A little transistor, I'm just using an MMBT 2022 whatever, 2222 standard NPN for now. I can update that later. And a little uh, resistor just to keep the uh, current limiting the um, output pin. And um, so these are connected to two pins on the SAMD processor, which is over here. And on the board, um, the silk screen's kind of messed up because I haven't updated it. But this is the receiver LED here. And this is the, uh, sorry, this is the receiver on the right. And it goes into um, this chip. This is the receiver chip. And then it has a little, you know, RC filter for the power supply just to keep it nice and quiet. And this is the transmitter, which then you see this trace here goes to a, uh, sorry, this, this uh, cathode goes to an NPN transistor here, and this is that resistor. So this is the IR receiving and transmitting section. Um, and so since I got the speaker stuff all working, uh, one thing I, uh, I realized right after um, I finished the last show is I've been working on Rev G. And what I did in Rev G is um, I shifted a couple wires around. I still have to finish routing. But one thing I did is um, the speaker lines uh, you know, I remember I was talking about this Class D amp, and I said, well, the Class D amp has bridge-type load, so it's two pins, um, input, so it's three pins, um, power and ground, that's five pins, and I was like, oh, what was the sixth pin? Was it a gain pin? I forgot, it's a shutdown pin. There's a shutdown pin on it. So what I did is, since I'm going to be sharing that analog output so that people can, like, hook up a stereo or speakers if they don't want to use a little mini speaker, um, I also connected the shutdown pin, which is this little pin, to one of my extra GPIO. And this means that if you are going to be using the um, analog output as a pad, 
like if you want to like hook it up with alligator clips to a speaker or headphones or stereo, um, you can disable the internal speaker just by toggling that pin low. So I thought that was kind of neat. Um, good, good use of baths. Baths are where I get some really good ideas because I'm finally relaxing. Go baths. Okay, so that's done. But then I was like, okay, so I got the speaker stuff working, got the capacitive touch stuff working. So I only have um, a couple more things to do. I have to do IR receive, IR transmit, and um, then I have to get that uh, PDM microphone filtered. I got it working, but I don't have like the audio nicely filtered. I have to uh, do some software filtering. So today I was like, well, let me spend like an hour and just play around with IR receiving code for the SAMD. Um, the most popular library that people use for IR receiving with these remotes is called IR Remote by Ken Sheriff. It's an amazing library. It works really well. Um, except that it hasn't been poured to the SAMD. So I'm going to be looking at that. Another person actually did a bunch of work. I might have to just integrate some of their changes and like update it and then submit a pull request. Um, but while I was waiting, um, also friend of Adafruit, Chris Young, Cyborg5, has his own library that does IR, receive and transmit. And um, I th he uses a different technique and so he already ported it to the SAMD processor, uh, which is really cool. And so I'm like, oh yeah, it's a good opportunity for me to test it out. So that's what I did. Um, so here is, oh, let's go to the overhead and I can, I can show off my little test jig. So I always just like testing out just with like, you know, Arduino Zero, just because it's, you know, breadboard, you can modify it. And here's the IR receiver. So this is an all-in-one receiver and you power these with three to five volts, power ground and then output on another pin and then there's a little lens here. It has the IR receiving diode and the chip all in one. The problem is that these are very big and they are through hole only. So this is why I didn't use it on the circuit playground. But it is really handy for just testing out. And here's the remote control that we have in the shop. I like this because it has just like a bunch of buttons with like handy generic labels like, you know, up, down, left, right, play, pause. Yeah, this is one I have for my little uh, stereo system at home. So it's very similar kind of thing going on here. They're all, they're all very similar little remotes. You'll see these all the time. They tend to use the NEC protocol, just a generic useful protocol. And then, you know, you can, you can test them with an um, inexpensive camera. iPhones have an IR filter, but um, like this webcam doesn't, so you can see it's sending data. So the next thing we want to do is just get this working here. So let me um, plug this in. Let's see. Program. Okay, so let's plug that in to my Arduino and then let's go to the computer. And I'm just going to use the raw receive function that uh, Chris Young wrote. You know, this isn't, this isn't taking it and decoding the data. It's just saying like, look, did you get anything at all? And this is handy to get started with. And for this one, I connected up to pin two. Oh, wait, hold on. I got two wrong. Go back and I have like 5,000 boards. Just one second. I'm going to re-upload it just in case it didn't, it didn't grab. Was there any questions while I'm doing this IR hacking? Only of the theoretical kind. Oh, that I can't help with. Much compiling. Can't wait till we do Circuit Python tutorials. Less, less compiling. Want me to? More running. Want me to fill the airtime with something? No. 
We're, okay. we're ready. Okay, so I'm going to reset this board, and it's going to say, okay, sometimes it gets something just like flickering data, so you take this as unfiltered, but now when I take my remote and like I press up, it'll get like a really nice chunk of data. So, you know, you can see, you know, it has just the raw timing, you know, uh, like 55, 605, just up. You can tell that there's like, you know, some, um, there's like long pauses, like uh, there's like a long pause here, of like 1600, 1600, and then there's short pauses of about 500. So depending on one, but one button, you'll get different uh, alternations of the long pulses and the short pulses, and that's how the data is transmitted. All of them about 68 um, pulses long, which is pretty normal, but the actual data is different. And then, you know, you'd write a parser that would take this and, and transform it into um, like, a, like a hex value. So for example, this is, uh, you know, 68, but it's really like there's marks and spaces. So when you set those, it turns out to be like basically about like 32 bits. Okay, so the next thing I want to do is I'm going to hook it up to my Circuit Playground. Um, so let me select the Circuit Playground Express. And in the variant file, which is like, I guess you can see right here, I've hooked up the IR to be GPIO number 39. So let's change this pin to be 39. And then let's connect it up to my Victim Circuit Playground. And then we'll upload. This is super tangled. ready to receive and now do the same thing and yay we're getting data actually you know it's funny when you get this like raw data len 4 this is actually a repeat code if you hold if you hold down a button you'll get these repeat codes they go on forever it, the first time you press the button it sends the full signal if you hold down the button it sends like a little thing that says oh just repeat the last thing you got so it's something you have to watch out when you do IR receiver stuff so this looks good I'm actually getting the same basic data you know, 500s and, and 1600s, and um, so far so good. So I'm pretty happy with that. Um, I wasn't worried that the circuit wouldn't work. It's pretty simple, but it's always good to test it. So the question is, how far do I have to be before it stops working? Let's do a little target practice. Looks like it works from about four feet away. Not great, but one of that could be um, this remote might not be that good. And uh, you, have to, you do have to aim it pretty well. You have to make sure that you're really getting signal. So yeah, about four feet. What do you think? Yeah. All right. Well, that's not bad. It's, you know, there's a little room for improvement. I would like it if it would work for up to um, 10 feet away. Problem is, is that when you're not using lensed, um, a lensed receiver, you know, it is going to be a little tougher. Also, it's a little shadowed. Do you want to go to the overhead? I can show it. Um, so this is the receiver here. It's kind of in the way of the button. 
I don't know. I, I mean, I guess I can move it around. There's not a lot of spaces to move it into. But I think for now, maybe it's okay. Maybe it'll just be like, look, you know, this isn't um, something for remote, like really far, like across the room. Maybe this is only good for like circuit playground to circuit playground communication. Or if you have a project and you want to control it and you want to have like a, you know, more interface buttons than the two buttons and the switch on the um, device that so you can use this to like, you know, change the LED pattern or maybe if it's playing a tune or, um, you know, what demo program it's running. So do you have any ideas for other IR projects you could do with it? Well, I mean, with infrared, one of the projects I'd like to revisit is a little cute owl that chirps out off codes. Mm -hmm. So you just put this owl anywhere and if there's any TVs around, it just turns off the owl. And, okay, so like the, and, and the TV. Like a recorder and remote. That's actually a demo, I think. Yeah. Also, it could be a parrot that like listens and then repeats it out. Uh-huh. I'm going to make this so that... Um, Someone said code war badges that... Uh, code war badges that talk to each other. Yeah, one of the projects that we saw that was pretty cool was that... Um, the zombie game. Yeah. So we should get maybe two of these working. I have another circuit playground over here that I, I have to like get working. It's, yeah. it's acting a little funny, but I'll get um, it working. And then we can try seeing, you know, if you have two circuit playgrounds, that's what's most interesting. It's not like getting the remote working, but how far away can two circuit playgrounds talk to each other? It'd be neat if they could be maybe four or five feet away. I think that would be a good distance. Yeah, you know, the other thing for circuit playground, uh, one of the things we want to do is each one would kind of be individual. So when you first get it, um, it's running LED code that's a little organic, that's a little bit like a Tamagotchi, you know, each kid would have a different one. And then maybe if they get close to each other, the RR signals would um, be able to do something so they know they're near each other. So instead of having um, physical computing in this case, CircuitPython be a solo thing, which I think long-term makes everyone antisocial jerks, um, what would happen is the first experience that a lot of young people would have is the more computing you do together, the more fun it is, and it's fun to um, discover and share. And there's sounds and LEDs and more, so I think that'd be a neat thing to do. What I like about IR also is that it's you know it's 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 a communication method that you don't need to ever worry about like FCC certification or Telec or IC. You know, it's like I, don't get me wrong, I love radio, I love Bluetooth, but. If you want something to be used anywhere, you, you never really have to worry about IR. It's just like, you can just do whatever you want. That part of the spectrum, you're free to go. Um, so I like that. You yeah, know, I've like been checked CNN lately to see if the FCC is going to ban IR and the, sunshine. The nanometer range. Yeah, yeah. friendship's out loud. Um, and also, you know, there's a lot of toys that use IR. Like, you know, we were watched that video about hacking um, the, uh, what's the... The Star Wars toy, the robot. Oh man, the, the round one. Yeah, the little round one. Uh, I can't remember. The the new cute R two D two that's more, more monetized. Uh, the round R two or something like that. BB BBDO? No. Yeah. Wine Kenny. Uh. BB eight. BB eight. That's right. It's like it's like it's something cute. Bell um, Biv de Devoe. <laughs> now you know. Um. So that uses that that toy uses an IR remote. Right, it's 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 uh, you know remote control, but it doesn't use RF. It uses IR, which I think is kind of neat. Okay, so I set it up now so that it blinks the um, LED whenever it receives an IR signal. So that can make testing a little easier because I can be a little farther. 
So do you want to maybe hold this and I'll, I'll, we can do target practice? We can see how far I can be? Yeah, sure. All right, do you want to like hold it up on over there? Or how do you do this? I don't know, hand me something. Here, how about you take this? Yeah, you're you're, you're a better shot than me. Okay. So I'm going to hold this. Oh, wait, what do I mean press on this? You press any button. Any button? Any button. And try to hit this from as far away as possible. Okay, you why don't it? you put it underneath the overhead so the folks can see it? Okay, I'm working okay. on it. Okay, there you go. I got okay. it. Okay. So, but then how far away can you be? See if you can get it from across. We have a tiny New York City apartment. I can't get too much further. I know. Oh my goodness. You're really good at this. Okay, so you can actually be, um, if you're not... I ran out of apartment. So that's what, 12 feet? Yeah. How about you want to try the TV remote? Not really. No, because we'll have a try on the TV remote. No, I'll get a phaser later. More yeah. on that soon. All right. So it's hard to do it to yourself, but this does receive from, uh, with this little remote from, like, you know, 10, 12, 15 feet away. So that's pretty good. So it just turns out I'm really clumsy. But um, so that's really good. So you can use it. And of course, this is like a really small remote. If you're using like a TV remote, they often have like three or four LEDs. So you'll be able to like bounce light off of a ceiling and stuff. So yeah. the next step is- Tom to pointed out that I was in fact the 1998 IR long distance hacking champion. It's true. Yeah. I bet if I look at a copy of 2600, you'll be in there. Um, yeah. <laughs> as the IR remote champion. Um, okay, so that's really good. Yeah. Little side note, um, when Lady Ada and I were testing um, the TV Be Gone project, so a little quick history. Um, I introduced Lady Ada to Mitch Altman like six years ago now. Um, we were all in San Francisco and I said, hey Mitch, you know, you have the TV Be Gone, wouldn't it be cool to do an open source kit? And uh, you know, he had a commercial product, but he went for it. And that risk uh, really unlocked uh, his journey into r traveling around the world and showing and sharing projects and teaching people. But uh, we started testing some of the TV Be Gone's and some of the high power ones, and we were walking around in New York City. And in New York City, there was all these um, flat screen TVs that uh, at the time, American Apparel um, had like really crappy ads with like, I don't know, it was just, you know, the, the guy got in trouble for like taking photos of under, underage girls. So that was back when they were on top. Um, so we would be able to, from across the street or like a full city block, totally take one of those out. Yeah, those were sweet. As far as I know, it wasn't a crime. I mean, not, Another thing not at the time it was. Another thing that uses IR is um, cameras. You know, if you want to do like remote actuation or like time lapses, um, another use for IR. Um, so, okay, so, so far so good. So uh, if you can aim, you can hit this from 15 feet away. So that's the receiver. So maybe tomorrow I'll get the transmitter working. I also want to update my, I have like a kind of a crummy IR library I wrote a while ago. Um, it's not, it's blocking, but it, it, you know, works pretty well. I think it's like, it does NEC remote stuff as well. Uh, and if people are interested in learning more about IR receivers, oh, can you go to my uh, copy? I'll, I'll give people links. Yeah. I'm, I'm embarrassing myself with some old links and stories. Cool. Yeah, I know. Um, so this is the IR receiver that we have in the shop. It's a pretty good one. Another way here. Sorry, other way. Um, and then we have a really good tutorial, which is like IR sensor, this tutorial here. Um, we actually have a couple. We have one for 
we have for like using it with Raspberry Pi, we have one for using with Gemma, and then like we, we use IR remotes and a bunch of stuff. Um, who wrote this one? Oh, this is Christian's uh, tutorial. So this is a tutorial he wrote about his IR lib one. And you can use it with a yawn. And like people, I, people like to use it with projects where it's like, oh, I don't have access to it. Like for example, the Supernova Poi, we used it because it's like they're encased in a glass tube. And they're hard, like it's hard to press a button, so you just use an IR receiver. But the IR sensor tutorial has a lot of details on how to use IR sensors and like, you know, I have a demo project like making an intervalometer. I actually made this intervalometer to help me um, take photos. So this is an example of how to, uh, how to use it. And it's designed, you know, I have a code about, like, example code and, like, how to use it with the NEC remote. That's pretty good. That's pretty much it. Not, Get out of here. It's like... Not too much. It's late. Yeah. Okay. So that's it, Desk of Lady Ada? Yeah. All right. So we'll probably do a broadcast tomorrow. We got some stuff coming up next week. Um, hey, uh, thank you, everybody out there. It's been an epic week. Hard day's night. Um... I read this quote, uh, I was telling you about this. Uh-huh. Mother Teresa just dropped some great, awesome knowledge bombs once in a while. Yeah. So I got, you know, I, I read all these quotes because I'm always trying to think of, like, what things can make me a better person or what stories um, are out there that you can tell others and maybe they'll, they'll think about things. So her quote was, if you can't feed 100 people, um, feed just one. And uh, I was kind of in a punchy mood. And I thought, you know, maybe if you can't stop 100 bad people, maybe you can stop one. Um, so, you know, if you don't stand for something, you fall for anything. And uh, special thanks to the community out there over the last week who uh, really rallied. And uh, I think things are going to get better in the world of open source hardware. So thank you so much. Very much appreciate it. It's all about the community. Yeah. All right. I mean, like, people have written some amazing open-source IR libraries. Um, I mean, is that cool? Super shout-out to Chris Young. Yeah, like, Chris Young, he wrote this library, and I just, I just was like, yeah. well, maybe I'll just try it in Circuit Playground, and yeah. it just worked. And I'm like, that's so cool. Yeah. Chris makes me want to be a better person every day. Yeah. Okay. It's a trick, though, you know, because he wants me to make the Circuit Playground with IR built in, so it's like, aha. Uh -huh. yeah. I'll do some hardware, he does some code, meet somewhere in the middle. It's like skateboarding. We're all just doing our tricks. Okay. So uh, tune in tomorrow unless uh, something uh, exciting happens. I will show um, IR transmission, and then maybe we'll maybe we'll build that project you want where it records a um, signal and then replays it back, and then we can make that owl project. Okay. That All right. Thank you, everybody. Good night. Good, good night. And good luck. <laughs>